You're listening to the NASM CPT Podcast with Rick Ritchie, winner of the Share Care Emmy Award for Social Storytelling and the official podcast of the National Academy of Sports Medicine. Hey, y'all, and welcome to the NASM CPT Podcast. My name is Rick Ritchie, and I had a long weekend. I had several days off at the end of the week. And then the weekend, and I enjoyed it. I had extra eating, extra time with the family, and extra time just lying around the house. And I knew that I was lying around the house too much when my low back started bothering me. And as you may know, I do some study into sedentary behaviors, and I started thinking about that correlation with my low back pain when I've spent too much time lying around. So... Let's just look at this. This is the most commonly occurring when I'm sick because that's usually the only time that I'm spending just lying around the house, not moving very much. As a personal trainer, we have a pretty active lifestyle. We're always on the go. And at the gym, we may not be doing a lot when our people are training, but we're doing a lot more than most people are doing when they work and they go into a desk, right? So I started looking into this and I wanted to learn more about that correlation between sedentary behaviors and low back pain. And it seems that I'm not the only person that was interested in it because there are a lot of studies, there are a lot of information that popped up with that correlation. But I want to get into this first by saying, what is sedentary behavior? So sedentary behavior is defined as prolonged seating, uh, being seated or reclining. And those behaviors provide less than 1.5 mets. And so a met is a metabolic equivalent. So one met is just sitting around doing nothing, just lying down, sleeping. That's one met. So you can stand uh, and still produce less than 1.5 mets. Uh, you could be seated like a recumbent bike and produce more than 1.5 mets. So sedentary behaviors are less than 1.5 mets, usually defined as what's going to be in a reclining or seated position. So what are we looking for? We're looking for physical activity that also doesn't exceed 600 met minutes per week. So that is uh, that is a kind of a what they're considering to be the thresh point for sedentary behavior. Well, According to Chrisomer and Tuttler, low back pain is the number one reported pain behind headaches that, that people are concerned with when they go to the doctor, when they see a physician, when um, we look at also low back pain is the most common cause of disability. And if there is no injury, there's no spinal degeneration, it is often diagnosed as nonspecific low back pain. We don't know why it happens, and sometimes people just have pains in the back. And in a 2006 study, Anderson et al. suggests low back pain was due in part to sedentary behaviors. So this is kind of a, a follow-up on that study, and even going back to Kramer. So Kramer et al. notes that being in sedentary can lead to decreased hydration in the intervertebral disc and that sedentary behaviors can lead to greater propensity of disc herniation. Now, there are a lot of people with disc herniations, but do you have disc, herni uh, disc 
herniations due to lack of movement. So we do we have it because of sedentary behaviors? And so we're going to look at this study. For the purposes of this study, I'm about to review. It's important to note that also overweight and obesity can increase low back pain incidences. And the reason that's important, hopefully, will be made known in a moment because it's not necessarily tied to sedentary behavior. So sedentary behaviors is more of an impact on that than is necessarily um, uh, overweight or obesity. So in this study, uh, and let me just go, let's see, in this study, yes, all right, so I found, and this is the Kramer study, that there were 609 participants. They were medical professionals. Uh, they were nurses and paramedics, ages 30 to 60, it kind of averaged between the, at around age 46. 59% of the women, 59% uh, of the participants were women and 51.5% fell within a body mass index below overweight or obese. And I want to point this out because I think that it's important to um, just address is that the study actually uses the term correct body mass. Uh, but I found that to be maybe a little insensitive and, 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 and it also led me to be unsure of what the word correct means when it comes to the human body. And now, um, we do see that there are correlations sometimes with body weight and obesity, which I talk about a lot in my studies and also say that regardless of obesity and overweight status, the greater effect on the um, uh, pathologies that tend to occur is stronger, more strongly correlated with those that are sedentary, not with those that are overweight or over fat. And actually, when we see overweight people or obese people that are not sedentary, they don't tend to have those, uh, those pathologies that go along with what we say uh, go along with obesity. So movement the lack of movement, that's that's our greatest concern. It's my greatest concern based off the research that we've seen. So again, stop with the physician saying necessarily, like, you have to lose weight, you have to lose weight. No, 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 you have to move. Let's just get you moving. Let's get you moving. Whether or not you lose weight is almost inconsequential because it's going to move you toward a better state of health and wellness. And I think that that is vital and I think it's valuable and that's something that we need to drive home. Now, let's get back to this study. They were given a questionnaire with the following results. The results were classified according to these criteria. Uh, did you have low or trace physical activity, uh, moderate physical activity, increased physical activity, or did you have high physical activity? And there are, there are things that went along with this, like was it below 600 met minutes per week? Was it at 600 met minutes per week, which is... Um, which is there 600 to 1500. Are you exercising one to two days a week? High physical activity, at least 3000 met minutes per week. And you're looking at um, three days a week with that, this kind of higher intensity. All right. So this is just like, you know, how, what's the intensity of which you're moving and, and estimating METs. But then there's also a criteria that they have to identify, which is a questionnaire that includes severity of pain when it comes to low back pain. But it also talks about self-care, ability to lift weights, walking, sitting, standing, sleeping, social life, travel, and professional work. All of these things were graded on points and they were put into summary. And this recurring or chronic low back pain was reported 
by 355 people. So that is 58% of the people in the study, and of which 253 people complained of recurring low back pain. So they have chronic low back pain, and then that chronic low back pain recurs. It happens again and again. So it might resolve after a while, and then it ends up coming back. All right, here's some of the interesting things about the study. And this is where we start looking at the correlation between sedentary behaviors and low back pain. So let's get into some of this. Uh, this is interesting. Respondents uh, that were younger, so under 40, and had a shorter length of employment at this hospital or these hospitals where it was done, so less than 15 years, uh, they tend to be in the group of recurring low back pain. And chronic low back pain was declared by 102 people. The total number of the 302 people met the criteria for sedentary behaviors. So this is what we're looking at. Sedentary behaviors, the people that reported low back pain out of the 302 people with sedentary behaviors were 171 people with recurrent nonspecific low back pain and 13 people with chronic nonspecific low back pain. So that's a, that's a lot of people for 302 people that were considered to be sedentary, 171 um, plus 100, and what was that, 113? So that's 184 out of the 300 people had low back pain. And I think that shows a, a strong correlation between sedentary behaviors and low back pain. Now, this is interesting. There are 106 people that had moderate physical activity, 106 people. So out of the 106, eight people had low back pain. So this recurrent low back pain and 17 had chronic nonspecific low back pain. So that's not, that's not a whole lot when you look at that. So that's 15. Yeah. So 25 people out of 106 people uh, not nearly as many uh, percentage-wise as those with sedentary behaviors. All right, now we're going to start getting a little more interesting. Increased physical activity. So the people that on that chart that had increased physical activity, there were 57, three had recurrent low back pain, and five had chronic low back pain. So again, we're looking at a low percentage, and this is where it also gets interesting. High physical activity, 144 people had high physical activity. Of the 144, 71 had recurrent low back pain and 67 had chronic nonspecific low back pain. So if you have really high physical activity, then it seems in this study to also correlate with increased low back pain. So you can be sedentary and have increased low back pain and very highly physical active and have greater propensities of low back pain. Aside from that, people with moderate uh, physical activity, increased physical activity, had far less low back pain. Of those that were overweight and obese, which were 298 in the study, 140 had a recurrent low back pain and 61 had the uh, nonspecific chronic low back pain. I thought this was interesting. Um, smoking. I never correlated smoking with low back pain, but the correlation exists here in this study. Uh, 370 smokers. Isn't that interesting? 
609 people that work in the medical industry as nurses and paramedics, 370 smoked tobacco. 214 had uh, recurrent low back pain and 71 had chronic low back pain. So that's a, that's a huge percentage of people that uh, smoke that have low back pain. This one I didn't like very much, excessive coffee consumption. Um, because at one point I, I was complaining, I don't often have low back pain. And uh, I was drinking a coffee and I complained to my business partner, Mark Miller at uh, ITS. I, I said, oh man, my low back's bothering me. And he was like, uh, I bet you're not drinking water in there. He goes, you got to put that coffee down and drink more water. And I was like, yeah, yeah. But he might be right. Uh, it's not huge. Though. Correlation's not huge, but it is there. 301 excessive coffee drinkers, 41 had chronic low back pain, and five had recurrent low back pain. And then you get into people with hyperlipidemia, arterial hypertension, and diabetes, and you start to see a strong correlation with those individuals, especially those that are uh, with type 2 diabetes. 58 of the 609 participants had type 2 diabetes, 36 of them, uh, chronic low back pain, 20 recurrent nonspecific low back pain. That is 56 of the 58 people with type 2 diabetes. So definitely something to be aware of. Uh, but that strongest one that I wanted to go into was the number of people, 302 people out of 609 with sedentary behaviors, 171 with recurrent nonspecific low back pain. And respondents, we had 13 with chronic nonspecific low back pain. Uh, again, just a strong percentage and a strong correlation with sedentary behaviors and low back pain. So when we start working with individuals and they might have low back pain and, and low back pain is so ubiquitous and, and, and so common and so present within our society, um, unless it is something that is absolutely um, limiting their ability to move, then you can train them. You can train them, just work with them and don't do anything that aggravates their low back. But if we said you can't do exercises with people with low back pain, then you would have to cut out 80% of your clients probably, right? So uh, it doesn't mean that. However, what it may mean is that just working out, I mean, take take out the, the core work and the drawing in and the bracing and the Valsalva and... Um, and the blowing up the balloons and squeezing your adductors and all these things that, that are out there potentially to, to help stabilize the spine, what you might really want to look at is, are you moving more? And just by exercising, just by being active, it seems that you could help potentially decrease the low back pain. Uh, the other thing too, is that, um, Respondents with chronic nonspecific low back pain, the people with sedentary lifestyle, uh, we saw almost 70% um, recurring low back pain with, uh, with people that, <clears throat> that were sedentary and people that were not sedentary, uh, it was about 36.8% low back pain. So that's a big jump in numbers. That's a, that's 31 point jump from uh, the, those that are sedentary, so not sedentary to those that are sedentary. So uh, that's a big percentage jump. But what it also doesn't do 
is it doesn't say that sedentary behaviors are the only reason. I think it's very important to point out that that low back pain is multifactorial and sedentary behaviors uh, are a factor in that. Uh, spinal instability, disc herniations, there are a lot of things that could be a part of it. Um, and, and far more, I mean, type two diabetes, you smoke, hydration status, all of these contribute as well. And we can take out any trauma. So there were no impacts and things like that. Degenerative dis disease, we move that out of there. And it's still, we have such a multifactorial reason that low back pain exists, but just a high correlation with people that had sedentary lifestyles versus those without. Well, what does it mean for those that that were active and still had low back pain? <laughs> that, that other factors uh, are contributing to that low back pain. But we do see the correlation of sedentary behaviors being a contributor to that. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. I appreciate your time. Uh, I hope you found it interesting and I hope that this could Know, motivate you or people in your circle or people that that are there to listen to your voice, whether that's social media or present with you or family or friends, where if they have low back pain and they are sedentary, letting them know, and this is the catch-22, right? The catch-22 is my back doesn't feel good, so I don't want to move. And you don't want to move because your back doesn't feel good. You can't. That's tough, right? That's That's tough. But the, the answer is to find movement that you can do and do the best you can with what you have. And once you start moving more, use that as a means of building and strengthening your resolve to continue. So don't push yourself too much, too fast, too soon where you, uh, you or your clients, or your friends or your family or your followers decide that what they've done is it's too much movement. And now that's aggravated things. We just, we want, we want movement. We want less sedentary behaviors. Uh, and that can actually benefit those with low back pain. Thanks for listening. Like subscribe, share with your fitness friends and family, uh, and in inspire people to fitness. Keep doing what you're doing because what we do is important and keep sharing that with the people around you. Thanks for listening. Uh, you can reach out to me if you want to. Uh, I'm on Instagram at dr.rickritchie, or you can email me at rick.ritchie at nasm.org. Thanks for listening. This has been the NASM CPT Podcast.